a few months ago, I was on a podcast and they had an advocate for survivors of human trafficking. But then she started explaining like that it's mostly labor and like what it actually is. And I was like, hundo P.I. was human trafficked. Kate Herman, right in the studio. Good to see you. Yes, put on those headphones. So the um, this thing goes back and forth. Say hello. Hello. But not up and down. Oh. All right. Okay. Kate, what's up? New York Black. Good to see you. Yeah, well. You know what? It's a very um, model and comedian thing to do. The all black, right? And New York. Yeah. Right? You know what I'm saying? I kind of, I'm not the most creative when it comes to clothing. I like to think of myself as like, um, well, because like I heard like Albert Einstein wore the same thing every day so he wouldn't have to think about what to wear. And that's like Steve Jobs did that too. Yeah. So you you consider yourself um, Uh, a visionary. Well, genius, but yeah, sure. (laughs) A genius, visionary, same thing. Uh, But you and I spoke briefly about uh, you growing up. You grew up in uh, New York City, right? Well, yeah, in uh, here between here and Connecticut. Okay. So I go into high school in Connecticut. Where in uh, Connecticut did you go to high school? In Avon, which is outside of Hartford. Okay, they had a really good high school soccer team. They did. Correct? Isn't that really weird that I know that? It is really weird that you but know that. But I'll piggyback off that. Um, I went to UConn, so there were a lot of kids that went to Avon and then played soccer at UConn, because UConn was number one in the country when I went there in soccer. Yeah, UConn was like the our professional sports team in Connecticut. Yeah. Yeah, do you go to a lot of basketball games? No. Why not? If it was a professional sports team. Because Connecticut, it's small, but it still takes a while, especially to get to stores. Yeah. And also Hartford, too, I'm sure. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess they play in Hartford. Yeah. At the XL Center. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I went to a few, I guess. Yeah. You know, I went to like a normal amount, like how people might go to like a Knicks game. But you yourself, you're a podcaster, comedian, and are you still modeling or no? Yeah, I'm still fooling people sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Well, I would think that since you are very interested in like sports that you would have maybe, I don't know, like the women's Huskies basketball team, men's Huskies when you were growing up. No? Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I am like into, I guess it's just more so like I was a theater kid. You know what I mean? I was like. Always like in a rehearsal. I don't know. But like that, I definitely like went to games as a kid. Did you play high school sports or no? No, I, um, I would manage the baseball team. Uh, <laughs> so that was fun. Uh, and, uh, and then I played like a season of everything, but I'm just not, I think I love sports because it's so impressive to me, like how gymnastics is on the Olympics You know, where it's like, oh, my God, like, that's amazing. You know, like, it's just feats of athleticism are crazy. Like, I love football. Impressive to you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's your favorite football team right now? I mean, I'm a Bills fan because I'm a Stefan Diggs fan. Okay. So I followed him from the Vikings. Yeah, I was going to ask. So you were a Minnesota Vikings fan before that? For a minute when he did that, you know, Miracle in Minnesota catch. And I went from, like, not in the money to in the top 10 in fantasy. It was like, Wait, what was the, what was the catch? He, it was like a 74 yard touchdown pass uh-huh. in like the final seconds of the game. Like there were like three seconds. It was, it was playoffs like or regular season? Playoffs. 
Oh, okay. I guess. And maybe to make it to the Theoretically, I should know about fast. that. Oh, okay. Uh, I've been a Jets fan for the most part my whole life. I had a yeah. few years where I was like, all right, should I root for the Giants since they won the Super Bowl? But being a Jets fan, as you know, since you pay attention to football, you know it. It's been difficult for us yeah. for a very long time. But uh, MetLife Stadium is going to be hosting the 2026 FIFA World Cup Finals. I don't know if you guys saw that or, or you saw that. Um, I think we got a little bit of work to do around the stadium to impress people who are coming in from yeah. other countries. You know what I mean? I don't really think it's World's Fair ready. <laughs> yeah. I don't even like, I don't even know where people would stay in that immediate area. I would think that a lot of people would stay uh, in East Rutherford, like in hotels around there where the football teams would stay, but you can't really stay in Manhattan if you're going to... Like if you're playing in the World Cup, it's just not close enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like the urban planners that design that regret not having a more direct shuttle route. Yeah, we'll see. I think that they'll probably figure out something. They got to. It means that we'll have one eventually. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. That's kind of like why I like when big events come. Like I lived in L.A. for a minute. And now that they're doing the Olympics, it's like, you know, you get all like the new stuff. Right. What, what were you doing out there in L.A.? Uh, that was a random decision after the second time I dropped out of college and then I was modeling and acting out there as for you. Where'd you go to college? UNC Charlotte. Okay. And you dropped out of UNC Charlotte and then went to another college? No, I went back to UNC Charlotte. How long did you take off? It was like a like year initially. and a half. Okay. So you took off a year and a half after your freshman year or what? It was, at, I did freshman, sophomore, and then like a summer and okay. then- and then left. Did you have to reapply to get back in? Yeah, I worked. I did. Uh, and I had to beg. And because I didn't fill out. I didn't do anything properly. I just stopped going. I didn't like tell anybody. I was just like, oh, I'm going to do this now. But that was at the end of your junior year. You did that or no, end of sophomore year? Sophomore year. And they were like sending you emails, sending you letters like, hey, what classes are you going to take uh, for <laughs> for the, your third year? And you just didn't respond. Yeah. Like, I mean, and it was, it was, yeah, I, I don't know, <laughs> but then I wanted to go back and I had, and I was in the philosophy department and I had to like meet with the, you know, head of the department yeah. and then I had to like write a bunch of essays. I worked harder to get back in than I ever did any of the times that I went there. Why did you want to go back to UNC Charlotte though? Did you need more credits if you were to go to other colleges? I didn't, even, I didn't even look at other, co I was just like, I always go back to like what I know, uh -huh. you know, like, why don't I go to a different school? Well, how long were you in LA for? Plus I wasn't sure if I could actually get into it. I mean, I didn't do great. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. <laughs> you like were concerned that you couldn't get into school in like Connecticut or what? I don't know. I didn't even think about, I guess I wasn't, this is more in hindsight, I guess. I was like, I wonder if I could have, cause like I had good grades in my major, but then like I took Latin, which I had taken my entire life. And Latin's like a finite language. So there, you don't learn more. You're just like, you know, after a while, you're just like, this is an easy A class. Uh -huh. But this professor wanted us to do accent marks. And I'm a stubborn. <laughs> and I was like, well, you don't speak it. Yeah, I was going to ask. You, you don't eat accent marks. And so I, I just like refused to do them. And I got it. Like I failed the class. Like I know, you know what I mean? Like I failed the class just because I was a dick. Because of accent marks. It was, yeah, it was like stubbornness and like thing. You know what I mean? I was an idiot. I was like so stupid. When I, was I remember in middle school, 
I got exempt from Latin because it was like too difficult. The kids who were doing poorly in school didn't have to take Latin. They would just have to take Spanish. But then like half of the kids had to take Latin. I don't even know if they're teaching that anymore in uh, school curriculums. As you know, schools, you know, do their best when they teach kids that things that don't even matter in society. Mm -hmm. So I imagine they might actually still teach Latin. But like, what a weird thing to have taught in an American school. Don't you think? I mean, Latin is the root of all of the romance languages. So there's like a lot ah, of words. What do you mean romance languages? Like French, French Italian, Italian, English. Italian's a Roman um a romantic language. Mm -hmm. What's considered romantic? I guess it's just from it's Rome. It's just like that sense no, it's <laughs> No, I mean it's pretty much like the like western dialect, like, you know, things that started as latin and then like went off because there was greek and there's latin right yeah. and those are like kind of the two ones and so latin went that way and greek went to russia i don't know how was your experience in la i oh my god i loved it when i first got there oh uh, well how long so did nice. that last though your love of it when you first got there probably like i probably made it like a good like four or five years of like oh wow like, oh, i like it okay and then the last like couple, I was like, I'll kill myself. Why? I don't know. I just got like, it started to make me really depressed because it was, you know, it's like the classic things of like when it's sunny all the time, but like you don't have anything to do like every day. And like, you don't have the same thing here. Like here I can entertain myself just by, I'll just like, oh, I'll go for a walk. And that's, enter that's enough to quiet some of the voices, you know, like there it was like, I don't want to drive somewhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have like to you have don't even know where to drive. You're like, should I go to CVS? Yeah, exactly. Like, right? What's the deal? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, aisles of CVS. I just need a destination. And I think also, correct me if I'm wrong, seeing a lot of people just being in New York, like you go outside and you're like, eh, I don't know where to go. And you just walk for a mile or whatever it is. You see mm -hmm. people and it just kind of makes you feel a little bit better, right? Yeah. And in LA, you can't really do that, especially if you, I mean, it, unless you live on whatever it is, if you live on Melrose or you live on a street that's densely populated with a lot of shopping and restaurants, then you mm -hmm. could do that and you walk and you see a lot of people. But almost everywhere in the United States, besides New York City, if you walk, it's going to take you a little bit before you see another human. Yeah, I mean, you know I don't know. I, mean? I feel like if you live in the suburbs, like I have it in my head, like murder shows that I watch that are like, you know, and they take places, neighbors everywhere, you know, like having like those neighbor vibes. What about the murder shows, though? Well, because they're always asking the neighbors and like they're like, oh, can we see your ring camera? I, you know what I mean? Like it just I have this idea like that. There's like a like a barbecue every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> that like, you know, like they have these communities that like, you know. So what um, murder documentaries like a Ted Bundy thing or what? No, I have quite a few. Um, What's your favorite? <sighs> tough question. Tough question. Do you like First 48? Like the reality yeah, so kind of murder shows? I don't, I don't love like the first 48 only because of, I like like a more like meaty story thing, not just like the, 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 the you know, like the, the quick cut ones. So I like like Dateline's like very like easy listening murder. You know what I mean? Like it's just, you know, chill, especially if you get like a Keith one. You know what I mean? What's that? Keith Morrison. Okay. He's like he's one of the hosts guy? of it. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. And he's amazing. And then if you want to go really dark, I love Evil Lives Here. Like that might be the darkest one that I watch. I've shown people 
And I'm like, oh my God, there's a new episode of Evil is here. So I, and they're like, how do you, like, why are you watching this? Oh, they can't handle that? Yeah. I mean, some of them even I'm like, oh, well. Yeah, I don't, like, <laughs> I don't like scary movies or horror stuff. I just get spooked out. Did you ever listen to the podcast? Was it Serial? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? What was it with Anand Syed? Yeah. And it, it's, this guy's in jail and he supposedly in high school potentially killed uh, his high school classmate and he's been in jail for 40 years and they made um, a podcast about it. But go ahead. You can explain it further if I miss anything. Kind no, of. I think you did. Like, I think that's a <laughs> good summary good of it. Yeah, it was so interesting. Just I, I can understand why people like these uh, documentaries or podcast types that leave you hanging on the edge and then they have this music and it's a little bit spooky. and It's a mystery because we all mm -hmm. like mysteries as a human. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. So how did you get from L.A. modeling over there to doing comedy? Were you doing comedy out in L.A. also or no? No, I started. So then I came back here and um, and I was like going back and forth. And then I got and I was doing acting and stuff out there. And, uh -huh. and I was like bringing it back over. But I was like, I'm tired of waiting for people like all the time. Ah, And that's a big part of acting, right? Yeah. So waiting on roles. I was like, I'm just going to go do this. The thing that's different that, I mean, this is, I don't want to sound like I'm like talking shit, whatever, but like, or like that I'm great. But like in, when I would go back to LA, it's more like there were, I never was like, oh, like an actor do it. You know what I mean? It was never like, oh, because I, like, I want to do a TV show. Do you know? Like, cause I feel like sometimes I'll watch actors do stand up, and it's just therapy. <laughs> How do you mean? I don't know. Like, like they're talking about the, like like using the audience as a therapist, you mean? Kind of. Yeah. It's like less, it's like more like monologue-y and less like joke. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. And like, are you still signed with uh, Ford Models? No, I left them uh, a little while ago uh -huh. and went to New York Models. And then my agent from New York Models, because all the Ford agents went to New York Models, my agent went to state and so I followed her over. So I almost state. Was that like a big dramatic thing when all those people went to, when all the agents went to New York models? It no? happens a lot. But for me personally, I'd kind of left Ford in like a fiery. Oh, okay. You're pissed. Yeah. So I, in the past have had relationships with a couple models and one of them lived in a model's apartment. Did you ever live in a model's apartment? I did. Okay, for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, um, I'm sure Kate will do a great job explaining, but these model apartments, and especially in New York, I can imagine it's pretty tight quarters, maybe two bunk beds per room and eight girls in a one bedroom apartment. Is that kind of the situation still in modeling like that? I mean, I don't, I can't say still, I can say like the hundred years ago when I did do this. So when I, <laughs> so when I like, when I, I, I did this for like a year, a year because I just didn't want to pay rent. And I really thought I was a genius. Like I was like, I figured out the hack of hacks, you know? Well, when they take the rent out of your paycheck. Yeah. But I also was like into like doing drugs and going to the Lower East Side and like wearing American apparel and glitter and like wasn't totally the most focused on my <laughs> career at this point. I was probably like, I think I was like 18. And so, oh God, so young. I, yeah. But so then I figured out that I would just like sign with like this like dealist agency or whatever and live in the model apartment. And after three months, they kind of like, if you don't work, then they kick you out. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, it's a racket. Um, and then I, and, but I didn't care because I was like, whatever. And then I just like go to different ones and then I went to Europe and I did that there. And I was like, 
I'm the smartest person that lived. And true story, like a few months ago, I was on a podcast and they had a person that is like a, an advocate for survivors of human trafficking and not an advocate for human trafficking, which is what I said over and over. But she, uh, but she was like, because they were like, oh, Kate, you did modeling. Like, you, and I was like, no, it's never human trafficked, whatever. But then she started explaining like that it's mostly labor and like what it actually is. And I was like, hundo P, I was human trafficked. Had no idea. Like, I would just like go, I'd do like some jobs. I expected not to get paid because of like how they collect fees and like everything like that. And so I just like, I didn't care. I was just like going around and like living and yeah. And I was like, I'm a genius. And it turns out I'm a victim. I wonder if us uh, comedians are being human trafficked, working for free. But wait, to, <laughs> to get back, you were saying, why did you think you were so smart? And then I want to elaborate on the um, the human trafficking. Because I was, because I didn't. You were like, I can live for free. Yeah, I don't yeah, need yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Let's get back to what you were just talking about, though. Um, I obviously know that the industry, the modeling industry, people in higher positions, this happens in acting too, would take advantage of their power position. Was this something that you and girls who you were working with saw pretty frequently being in New York or being in Europe? Mm, I didn't, I had, I had a pretty decent experience. I also, because I'd grown up in theater, like had total love of the word. No, like, you know, I kind of like had that from when it, just like you learn, like if this makes you uncomfortable, you say no. You know what I mean? If this is this, something doesn't seem right, you say no. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like anytime that like, I'm sure like there's, like I was in like a position that I didn't even realize because I was just like, eh, no, I'm good. You know what I mean? Or like, no, I don't want to do that. You know, I don't know. Yeah, being, yeah. A, being a female in that industry, it's gotta be so difficult. You know what I mean? Like you have to really keep your guard up all the time. And also I had um, Mario Adrian. Do you, you ever hear of him? He's a model who's now gotten into stand-up comedy, and he was saying that uh, there was a lot of that also in the male industry too. I feel like it's almost worse. I mean, I don't know what's worse, no, no, but no, I hear like a like lot of sad. yeah, like I know a lot of like dudes who have like horses. I know a lot of girls who have horror stories, you know, too. But like, it's it is surprising from, like how many dudes are like this happened. But is it mostly from managers, photographers? Um, people who hold the keys to big companies who would hire people? Is it like a specific type of person to look out for or no? I mean, it can be anybody who, yeah, who has like the power to like, or the perceived power to make something happen, I guess. <sighs> because I've heard about it from like all different, you know, types. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just, I didn't really like, I didn't, I was lucky, I guess, or just stupid. But some people who you were working with were just working for free and weren't paying attention to their paycheck. And is that kind of another form of what well, the advocate was saying? Nobody was working for free. Like, you know what I mean? Like nobody, I never worked for free, but in like, in terms of like when I would go abroad, right? Like I would book a job that paid, you know, 2000 euro or something uh -huh. like that. And then your agent you know? and manager then you yeah. get whatever's left. Yeah. Of. Or like when you're, cause like then you're paying. So like they charge like every girl something like, you know, like 17 grand a month to like live in oh. you know what I mean? like everyone. And it's, you know what I mean? Like absurd, absurd fees, absurd thing. You know what I mean? So uh -huh. essentially your balance is always. So like you're living zero. in a, a bunk bed with three other women in a room, in a small room and you're getting charged $1,500 for rent, which is unreasonable. Yeah. Right. Something like that. 
Yeah. I mean, and also like a lot of times it was like loft spaces. I don't, it's, it, but there would be like one bathroom, well, which is like mean, impossible. How do you mean loft spaces? Like curtains in between beds? Yeah. Like, you know, like those like walls that you can put and like, then they'd make like rooms, but it was like. Are they like put up drywall beds. and separate it kind of? Not even drywall. They have like those, you know, uh, they sell them for things, <laughs> you know, they're like, they're like walls that are sturdy and like they're walls, but they're, you know, you can like one of those bamboo Japanese things. Like, well, a, like there's just basically yeah, not, sure. <laughs> but <laughs> not like, not a proper wall. Theoretically, they would right. just try and put as many people in one apartment. Yeah. As I they think could. the most I was ever in was like, I think there were like 12 girls once in the one in New York and it was like during fashion week, but that's like at the height of things, but it was so, yeah. In a one bedroom. It's not a one because it'd be like this. Wait, sorry, like dis a, disregard like that question. You were about to, you were about to say anything. You were about to say something before I interrupted you. Oh, I don't know. I was probably just having like an emote of nostalgic. I know that's. Response. I know. I wanted that. That's what we wanted here. Um, but <laughs> that's no. It's okay. My bad. Um, but that's nuts. So what made you? Uh, what made you get into modeling in general? Did somebody scout you? Did you go to auditions? Like what, what was the story? No, I got scouted. Um, and what does that entail? Uh, I was 13 and I took a surf lesson in La Jolla when I went to go visit my cousin and they, the surf company was next to a modeling agency, uh, called Jet Set. That was it. And then they were like, can we take a picture? And my cousin was like, I don't know. I'm not her parent. And she, like, everybody was pretty against me, like getting into modeling, you know what I mean? Like, Your family and friends, you mean? Well, just like, I mean, my cousin was, she worked in entertainment. So she kind of was like, eh, not the best industry. And then my parents were just like, we're busy. <laughs> uh, but so then, uh, and then I booked a job like six months later. In New York or in La Jolla, San Diego? And it was out of New York. It was for Abercrombie Kids. So it was in, we shot in Key West. Abercrombie had um, that documentary that came out on, on Hulu. Yeah. Which was basically talking about, I guess it was the main photographer, well, Bruce Weber. That's who I shot with. <laughs> we talk about that a little bit? I, again, like I was like a kid. I was like pretty, you know, they didn't, it wasn't, I, we didn't have any like weird shit on our set. But I do remember them talking about like the people that worked on the set talking about how the next week was going to be like the adults, which was like they're like, it's like, you know, like porny and da 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 da. What do you mean with the adults? What do you mean? Well, because I was in the, like, the kids part. Yeah. And yeah. he got weird with the boys more so, the guys more so or no? I didn't notice anything. I didn't know. I never yeah, saw young, anything weird. Yeah. And nobody like, yeah. I it was, was like just, taboo to talk about? It wasn't even like it was taboo to talk about. It was just like I went there and I did my job and I didn't think anything of it. Like nobody was like weird. Like there was no like anything when I, you know, when I was there. But I do remember hearing them talking about like, they're like, oh yeah, like next week's like, like whatever. Like I forget what they use like, they're like triple X or something. I don't know, something stupid. When I was 18 years old, my well ex-girlfriend, not a girlfriend at the time started working at Hollister for, as a summer job and they offered her three extra dollars an hour to stand outside of Hollister wearing a bikini top and just going, Hey, what's up? And she asked me like, if I was cool with it 
I was like, no, I'm not okay with that. You're just standing outside in Soho going, yeah, hey, what's up? Yeah, three extra dollars an hour. I was like, I wish I had three extra dollars an hour just to give you. I was like, I wish I had $500. I could just handle this for the summer. Um, but yeah, that was, um, I guess that was like 14 years ago or something like that, where that was considered completely normal. And now maybe it would still be sort of normal, but I don't think you really see that anymore. Like even talking about Abercrombie, you know, guys would stand outside in the mall, the shirtless guys, and they'd try and get you in maybe with like the spray or whatever. And girls would come by, take pictures with them. You don't really see that that much anymore, right? I mean, I don't notice it. I also haven't been to a mall in so long. Um, (laughs) But, uh, but no, I also just think that's just like taste, like, you know, the, what, what the kids are into these days. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I feel like everybody's like, they're all so much more mature. And you can also (laughs) see that on TikTok too. Like you don't need to go to your local mall to see a a handsome fellow or a girl in a bathing suit TikTok. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. What is, so, my friend uh, Jerry, like sometimes we'll just be sitting there on the couch watching sports, but like scrolling through like our own Instagrams because like we're degenerate losers, you know what I mean? And like his like is full of uh, oh, his those, algorithm. Yeah, his yeah. algorithm has like those the girls where it's like where it's like wait for it or whatever, and then it's like they jump or whatever, and then all of a sudden it's just like them like jiggling their tits. And I'm like, fuck, they're probably millionaires, do you know? And I'm just like, why didn't I think of doing? Like, why couldn't that have been my route? I really, I really missed it. Well, Jerry's got to chill really with watching those videos. That's why they keep popping up. And it's so funny. You're like, why is this video popping up on my algorithm? And it's because, like, you know, you watch it or you like it. But what do you you feel like there are a lot of people, a lot of, I don't want to say talentless. I also want to say, but, like, it's not like it's full of them, but, like, yeah. they definitely don't pop up on mine. And, like, sure, every once in a while Okay, uh, to be fair to Jerry, <laughs> also, they'll pop up on mine sometimes, too. But um, in general, it's like, uh, it, it seems like you can see a lot of, <laughs> yeah, you can see, you see a lot of that. And it's like, uh, I, I don't want to take away anything from any women or men that are doing this, but it's like you do uh, a seven second video with this type of music and then you're on the beach or whatever. And then it's boom, like 10 million views or something. And then you get paid from that. So it's a lot different than it was before social media. Yeah. Like you I could I mean? definitely do it too. Is that, you know what I mean? I, well, I don't know. Like I think. Well, what's your, what's your idea of a post that you would post? Then well, what do you mean I you feel said like, you could I mean, do I, could, I, I feel like I could do it, right? I don't know <laughs> if like I actually, like when it came down to it, I don't know if I'm brave enough to do it. You know what I mean? Just because I'm like. Okay, what would your video be though? Can we talk about I don't know because it's. AI be- it. It's better. Th- I, I would be like, I would follow the template, I guess, of just like, I see I couldn't do it. Like I'm getting so uncomfortable. <laughs> you like, like your just, last like, five videos it. of your camera roll? It's like, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. And to be honest, I don't know if I would want to, theoretically date a girl like that oh well i'm not judging no no but i'm saying i'm, I'm saying judging that i understand for not being no but like, i understand you know? like, what you're I saying <laughs> <laughs> there's sure. a lot of skin on the internet these days it's crazy I, uh, I mean i'm like what am i doing like getting a cramp in my hand and like writing the same stupid sentence over and over and over trying to get like the timing and like the words right for oh, a for dumb a joke. joke and it's like i could have just bounced I could just learn how to bounce. Well, you are polishing your craft by doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? How was family life growing up? Yeah, well, <laughs> what do you mean? Just take, just takes time. How was family life growing up? 
Uh, it was chill. My parents were divorced, but best friends. Like that's same with me too. And by yeah. the way, your last name, my grandpa's, uh, my grandpa who passed away, his name is Herman, goes by Hank. So we've got two things in common now. There it is. Yeah, there it is. But anyway, <laughs> you had brothers and sisters growing up. Yeah, I have a younger sister. Uh, she's better than me. What do you mean? Always, she just is. You know what I mean? Like she, uh. You know, she's like very like cool and funny and like pretty. Did she go to like UNC Chapel Hill or something? No, she went to uh, CU Boulder, which is oh, like, let's go. All right, yeah. Buff Buffalo. For mm-hmm. those of you who don't know, that was a good call. Yeah, now she's a scientist. A scientist, and she had a kid. And a kid. Yeah. Wait, what kind of scientist is she? Environmental. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Is she vegan? No, I'm vegan. Oh. Which is a good touch. But being an environmental scientist, do you know certain things that she focuses on? Or is it kind of a broad spectrum? Uh, she was doing a lot of work with biofuel. What's that? Uh, when, well, I mean, this is more of a question for her. But yeah, but like turning, turning, making fuel, like, you know, renewable, basically. Like yes. trying to find ulterior ways to... So like she was putting like I remember in, when she was in grad school she like got a cow stomach and put beer hops in the cow stomach to like create ethane that would then like go was like okay yeah what like, uh, what yeah. does she say is something that will help the environment if there's something specific so like eating less meat driving less cars uh. She's probably going to say I'm wrong if I tell her what I said. Yeah, I was going to ask if you've never spoken to her about this. I guess it's like not a I mean, topic I do that speak, two sisters would talk oh, about. Oh, no. I mean, I ask her things all the time. I'm just like off the top of my head, not being the expert. I'm like, what does she say about yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> what did, what nerd paper did she write about <laughs> that? <laughs> well, people say, though, that uh, the greenhouse gases from all these, killing all these animals and uh, having us eat it is a big uh, part of global warming. Right. Yeah, I think people that do say that. Yeah. So you had a good relationship with your sister, though. Yeah, we're like very tight. Did your parents stay in Avon the whole time, or did they move? No, my dad is in Litchfield County, and my mom moved to uh, Denver when my sister went to college. And high school was good for you. Yeah, high school is chill. I feel. Yeah, I mean. I guess I talked to my therapist now and she's like, you were definitely bullied. And I was like, no, I'm pretty sure they wanted me to sing those songs in the cafeteria. You know what I mean? Like pretty sure I was very popular. And you were like, singing songs in the cafeteria because you were like, a theater, theater kid. kid. And, I was, right. and I thought that I was like, wait, yeah. that would be so mean. And because I had, so my freshman year is the same year that I modeled for Abercrombie kids. So I went from like being like this weird new kid and, uh, and dressed weird to like being like very popular. Why were you a new kid though? Because it because I had gone to a different school. I had gone to like a different school system from. But college. oh, okay, it wasn't like you graduated eighth grade and then went to ninth grade with all the same middle school people. You went to a different school yeah. in the county, and that's because your parents got divorced. Uh, I guess. Well, no, it's just because they they didn't want to pay for a private school, so uh, they moved. <laughs> growing up in New York, when did you when did you spend time in New York City though? Uh, I mean, most of my like childhood because I was doing like theater stuff and whatever. And like, so I'd be down here. And then when uh, I was in school, I'd be in Connecticut, but it was kind of like split. You went to 
school though or you would just spend a lot of time in the city taking theater classes doing plays or, or did you go to school here no i went to no my school was in connecticut but then we had like other like like homeschooling people what was your favorite i was homeschooled for my freshman year in high school for tennis but there were That's cool. wait, but there were homeschool kids doing theater stuff. Well, it's not. It wasn't. I, I'm only describing it as that. You know what I mean? It was like, just like you and like your theater friends in school. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite play? Uh what is my favorite play? Or, or what was? was? Yeah, either way. I really. What was like? What's a favorite? I actually have never been asked that question. Well, that's not true. You see that? We do our research over here at Dead Jones World. You've never been asked that? Like your I family mean, no, didn't ask No, you? I mean, they do, but now I'm like really, I don't know why I'm thinking about it so hard. Because like all the ones that are coming to my mind, I'm like, is that your favorite? Okay, like, maybe Broadway play, favorite Broadway play that you've seen. Um, I very much liked, well, it depends on what kind. Like I thought, like in the Heights, when I first saw that, I was like, this is very cool. It felt like. Was that a I, West Side Story? Kind of, or no? No, it was like Washington the first Heights. of like, it was, yeah, it was a Lin-Manuel Miranda's first one. Ah, okay. Yeah. And like, and it was just unlike anything, you know what I mean? It was just very cool. And it wasn't like unlike, but it was like very, it was, it was there was like a time in theater that I feel like where it was like Book of Mormon and like in the high, you know what I mean? Like, and all these like cool shows started coming out. Uh-huh. Because um, you can only see Phantom so many times before you kill yourself. Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, but did, it is still like a really good show. It's a pretty, you know. Did you ever see Cats? <laughs> Never. The amount of times when I was uh, in middle school that I saw the Cats commercial on TV, it must have been at least 10 times every day that I was watching TV. It was wild. That was one that I somehow avoided. Like, I not like purposely. But you love, you, don't you love cats? Don't you have a cat? I have a cat. I do have a cat. But it was given to me as a birthday present when I didn't want a cat. That's a crazy birthday present. It is. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> not because of the cat, but other reasons. Uh, that would be a starter, though. That would be a red flag if my friend got me a cat. I'd be definitely like, a red flag. Now I have to take care of this thing? Did you express? Go ahead. What did you say? She only gave me a kitten in a bag, too. Like, no food, no She just, like, came over and dropped on the kitten in a bag. A bag of responsibility. A bag of kitten? She, yeah. How did she find it? In the desert. This is when I was in L.A. It was a desert cat. She said she drove two hours into the desert to get this specific kitten for somebody who expressly, or n I guess not, like, never wanted a cat. I don't know. It was really weird. But it was very cute. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I did not want him at first, and I wasn't going to keep him. And I was like, you can't do this to me. And then after, like, you know, an hour. Oh, and then she lit the porch on fire because she went outside to, like, smoke a cigarette because she was, like, freaking out. And, like, didn't put it out all the way. And so my neighbor came over and was like, your porch is on fire. So I'm holding a kitten. The porch is on fire. Uh, and I was like, I don't know. I'll keep it, I guess. And now I love him. Now I'm obsessed. How long has that been? Been, like, I mean, I think he's, like, 10. Wow. I'm getting old. He's not, though. He's still a little terrorist. And you hang out with him. And what are some of the, th what are some of the, th how does a cat show you that he loves you um what are some of the things that a cat does gotcha is pretty i mean i think i raised him to be a dog he's also like one of those breeds that's pretty like social and dog like so but he's still an asshole so. he leaves the he leaves the uh house or no someone's calling you
Is that a what? That's an alarm. Oh, that's it on the background. Can yeah. I show them? You want to remove those notifications, or I can show sure. them either way. It's four twenty, by the way. Everybody listening, spark up a dube. Here, look at this little uh, look at this little kitty. I couldn't get rid of the notifications. It's okay. Very cute. <laughs> I just didn't want to blow up your spot there. Very nice. He's that's very, very cute. That is cute. And do you you don't bring him outside though? Like no, like but dog. he like is like he like loves getting outside. I let him out sometimes. You know what I mean? Like I'll because he's not like doing anything crazy. He's not going very far. Yeah, I don't think in New York City. I mean, if I were to have remembered it, it would have been a long time ago. I don't think I've ever seen somebody walk their cat. Oh my god, I tried to. Put, <laughs> I definitely tried to. I tried to, and he literally rolls onto his side, and he's just like, "This isn't." I'm so embarrassed. I hate you. He hates it so much. So that's not yeah. That's hilarious. We gave up on that. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't imagine seeing it. I wanted like it that. to happen so bad. Apparently, though, after after one passes away in their apartment, if they're with the cat, the cat only waits like two days to start eating you. That's what they say. And then a dog waits like two weeks. Fast like two weeks. Or like never. Like you know what I mean. Well, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit savage. Cats will. I, I've heard that from like a mortician or somebody who goes and sees dead body. A coroner, maybe that's the correct word. But like a guy, a guy or a woman who has a cat, and then you just see the body that the cat's just been eating the person. I can't I mean you can't blame him. It was a circle of life, you know. Cat's hungry. It's I don't think. I savage, think Scott should do that. I do. Would. Yeah. How long would he wait? I don't know. Probably like at least like a little while. I, here's the thing though. He's a very picky eater. I don't know. I don't know if he'd like, you know what you I mean? You don't know if he'd like the taste of you? Yeah, no. He like barely likes, you know, some of like the fancy stuff that I get him. To what do you feed him? Let alone this toxic thumb. <laughs> <laughs> do you feed him just regular cat food? No, I feed him food because cat food grosses me out. So I get him the stuff that like in an emergency, like an extreme emergency, like you could probably like. You could suffer with it. Like real tuna, real salmon, like that stuff. Chicken one looks like chicken, but it still weirds me out. Well, I think, yeah. And also when you think of tuna fish or when I think of tuna fish, it just reminds me of cat food. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's definitely times where like, I'm like, well, tuna's a little cheaper sometimes. So how long have you lived in New York City since you moved from L.A.? I came back here in 2017, mm -hmm. I think. Somewhere on there. So what's that now? What are we in? Twenty twenty four. Yeah, seven years. But what was the what was the reason that you moved from L A. back to New York? Was there like a specific reason that you wanted to do more comedy, or you were just sick of the L A. vibe? What was that? Um, I'd been going back and forth for a little while, and then they were like, "Pick you have to like pick a place." Like this is like your agency yeah. said that. Uh huh. And so then I was like, it was winter, so I was like, all right, I'll stay in LA and then I immediately regretted it and then all and then a bunch of LA friends were moving back to New York and I was like well I'm not gonna why why would I be the only one here and I was also like again like you know not the happiest I think in LA yeah it's interesting because they, I, I there's so many people obviously who specifically love LA and say that they will never move and then it's also on the on the other end people say the same thing about New York but I don't know if you see as many people unable to decide whether they like L.A. more or like New York more. Like they have a pretty strong opinion. Is that how you found with your friends or people you work with? Um, I mean, I guess I guess so. But it's not something that 
we like discuss like I don't hmm. I, I don't I don't really have like I'm not like I hate you know what I mean I think they're extremely different and I think it's weird to try to compare them do you know like they're both cities but like they're they're very they both have their pros and cons yeah IMO like when I've been out there I just think it's too Except slow just LA has a lot more cons is like the only oh you think so <laughs> I but you said it but I was thinking it I just think it it's the it's the amount of effort that you need to put in to do something in LA. You know, like people don't think it's that much effort, but people will make an entire event out of doing something that in New York would take two seconds. You know what I mean? If I'm like, ah, I'm biting my nails too much. I need band-aids. It would take me five minutes to walk to the nearest convenience store or CVS, pick up the band-aids and come home. In LA, that's a 20 minute trip there. Maybe while I'm at CVS, I'll pick out some other things and then it's another 20, that's an hour easy when in new york i can go outside i can get coffee cvs and that takes 10 minutes yeah you know what i mean the pace in new york is quick and i love the I, I initially when it happens i don't like it and i think that goes without saying for all new yorkers but i do like the seasons once i get a little bit used to it like the like the weather today it's perfect yeah you know what i mean you wear a, a shirt a sweatshirt and uh a layer over it, maybe a jacket, and you feel amazing. I feel like we've gotten a real winter this year. It's we been- have gotten one? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think we haven't gotten as much snow within like the, the past two or three years. But yeah, we've definitely had like a week where it was unbearable. Yeah. Like I am like relative to past to, to recent past years, I'm saying, I guess. Because yeah, like the last time we had like a real blizzard blizzard, like a snowed in blizzard. It's been a few years. Yeah, it's been a while. Like well, I miss that, like when you can't, like you don't have to press. Where everything is, yeah, everything <laughs> is closed. And the heat in your apartment still works. Do I have a yeah. puzzle? Oh, so, like just those are the Oh, you're a puzzle person? My sisters got, love yeah. puzzles. It's too hard for me, some of them. I well, love a, like a snowed in puzzle. How many, how many <laughs> pieces do you do? In the but, puzzle. Uh, I mean, I've done, I've done a 3000. Three. It was massive. But Where normally you like, even put it. I was like a thousand to 1500 is like the happy easy. Where, but like, where do you even start and put that puzzle? Like, you, get, on, you have to get like a big, like piece of cardboard, you know? Yeah. And then it just like kind of moves. A sad thing that I've noticed about people who love puzzles. It's like, what do you do with it when you're done? Yeah. You just break it apart. Yeah. It's kind of meaning. I, I like that. <laughs> It's like life. Yeah. It's kind of me. You try your best. You focus. Takes you forever to do it. Maybe along the way, a person or two will help you. But then when you're done, whatever. People forget about it. And then you never remember it. It just like helps minimize any of my expectations for myself. Well, I've, I've thought that people should frame puzzles when they're done with it. It yeah. would just be very difficult, I would think, to frame. Because if you No, they, like, have, they have like special glue for like... Uh, that you- more people should do that guys so if you if you're into puzzles like kate is i think you should frame your puzzles especially if you do a three thousand piece puzzle how long does that take that one took like a while and there are a few of us working on it. <laughs> like how long i think we did it for, i think it was like at least like a couple weeks and we had like four like it was just like what we would do in the winter when we had like real winters it's like we'd come back and like go to like my friend sam's apartment and like drink wine and like watch whatever and like do puzzle. Like we were just like going to do puzzle. And cause it becomes like very addictive. Wait, is that how you say it? Do puzzle well, or do puzzles? We would just like, no, we made it. into well, like a, We did it like as an activity, you know? No, I know. But is it plural when you say like do puzzle or do puzzles? No, it was like, cause it was just like that one specific one. It's like, ah, oh, what are you going to do tonight when I do puzzle? It's like <laughs> geese and goose. So yeah, yeah it's one specific puzzle. Yeah. Nice. Not the, just like, that was like the activity. What are you going to do tonight, puzzle? What other fun, what other fun things do you do outside of modeling and comedy? 
Um, you still go to uh, plays? Like, did you see Hamilton, uh, Lynn Manuel Miranda's other play? Oh, you didn't like it as much as no, I loved heads. Hamilton, but I, I saw it, you know, with the original cast. I saw it without <laughs> him, and I still thought it was okay. But I really wish I saw it with him. Yeah, that no, was, was one really of the good. that was one of the only Broadway plays I've ever seen. Or I really liked Lion King. I thought Lion that King's was good. a you good time. It? Yeah, Lion King's a good time. Why are you giggling? You don't think it's that good of a time? Well, no, it's just. <laughs> and I want to see Aladdin. That one looks good, but I don't know. I'm not such a play person. You know, I haven't seen Wicked. People say I need to see Wicked. <coughs> or you know what I saw? What's that one? Dear Evan Hansen. You ever see that? That was I. The kid was I, and it wasn't the main kid. I'm going to all these freaking plays, and I'm getting shafted. I'm not getting the main audience, which I can imagine. Like these people, how many shows do they put? Like the characters, are they doing like ten shows a week? I think it's eight. Did you ever want to do Broadway theater or still? Yeah. Like when I was a kid, that was like the whole thing. And then now I don't have the the same voice. Why? I, well, cause I started smoking, I guess, uh, you know, smoking what though? Well, cigarettes, cigarettes and weed, but like, you know, the cigarette thing, I was like, uh, I guess I'll, you know, that did was you, a bad decision. Did you ever switch from cigarette or I, I think I've seen you a couple of times, but did you, when did you switch yeah. from cigarettes to vape? Uh, that it was like, I mean, I think it was 20, uh, like when they, when the jewel first came out, uh-huh. like you could only get it online. Oh, we were talking about this yeah. online. Yeah. You had to like order it online and stop. Like, yeah. Like jewel.com. Mm-hmm. And when you ordered it online though, you well, you had the stick and then how many pods did you order? You would just like, I would get shipments of like, you know. <laughs> Wait, the like mint ones, tobacco. I was always mango. tobacco, tobacco. And I think I did like mango for like a little bit, but I mostly just like always did the tobacco ones. Um, but yeah, it, I mean, look, I was at the point where I was like, I don't want to smoke cigarettes anymore. It's the most irrational decision I've ever made. Uh, and I guess I'll just die from it because I can't stop. So I was like, it was crazy. I was like, oh, well, oh, well. And then uh, and then I got addicted to the Jewel instead. But I watched the Jewel propaganda documentary and turns out it's good for you. So. So there. Isn't it, cra- there, isn't it crazy how their whole business model was like uh, anti big tobacco and we hate big tobacco. Big tobacco is going to die. The jewel forever. And then they sold a big steak to Philip Morris, which makes cigarettes. Do you know yeah. that? Yeah. Being in the modeling they industry. Didn't put, they didn't put a big, <laughs> they didn't put that in the documentary. Really. <laughs> well, the document, I think I did see um, a jewel documentary recently that was talking yeah. about, there was like shitting on jewel. But being in the industry that you were in, um, it was probably, it was like cool to smoke cigarettes, right? Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> we're, we're zoomed about? in on me right now because I don't, I don't know if we're going to get in trouble for that. But um, <laughs> the uh, the industry, like the modeling industry, everyone was smoking cigarettes. Are people still smoking as many cigarettes or what? Uh I remember like outside no, the clubs I mean, in I New York, yeah. it was like, <laughs> like one oak had the smoking room. It was like, smoking I feel like, yeah, there. most people I was around smoke cigarettes or like smoked when they drink, you know, or like whatever. Ah, yeah. The old smoking while drinking. Yeah. I feel like, you know, now it's just kind of like phased out. People are pretty health conscious, but I still know a lot of people that smoke, but I think for the most part, people don't anymore. Yeah. 
And it's just, uh, now the, I mean, the vapes are so socially acceptable. It's wild. Like you'll just smell all of a sudden a huge cloud of cotton candy and you're like, Oh, okay. I guess that's a vape, which is insane. Cause it's like, it's so much more acceptable and like pleasurable for the people around you that people don't mind it as much. But have you noticed anything in like your physical health, like walking up the stairs, if smoking cigarettes was better like it was it easier to walk up the stairs when you were smoking cigarettes or easier when you're smoking the jewel do you notice things like that or no um yeah i mean i think that my i think that i'm substantially better off not smoking cigarettes i don't know if like i could i would probably be even better off not smoking a jewel (laughs) either I also like don't love like the optics. You know what I mean? Like every of it's what? still like one of those things. Like I don't know. I'll just be sitting there like watching things on my phone, like sucking at it. And just like, this is, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Like, what are you like? You look well. You know, everyone does it though. But you know what it is? It's like there was this there was this intervention once. Do you ever watch that show Intervention? Yes. So there was this one, and her name was like Ashley or something. Anyway, she was addicted to the computer dust cleaner. Do you remember that one? And it would be like Sarah, and she be, she be like, I'm Sarah, <laughs> whatever. She and changed her name. She went from I, Ashley to Sarah. Well, I can't remember what it was, and I figured I, I like when you say it because we used to like say it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, Ashley. Yeah, and I'm like now, like when I like I, rem- I'm like, oh my god, I've become her. Like whenever well, I was like sitting there, like I'll, sucking. You know what? I'll, jewel. I'll give you this one. I think the jewel probably is better than the computer cleaner, but I mean, she was yeah. That shit takes no, toll no. on you, it turns out. But now, um, can you buy jewels still? Aren't yeah. they illegal? What was that whole lawsuit? No, it's because they were going to ban abortion. So uh, they, they put out the whole like well. jewel thing out so that people would, they're like, oh, I know. We'll just distract them with jewels. <laughs> oh, man, that's how it is. And so then when the, you know, when the whole like banning abortion thing comes out, they won't care. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, um, I, I remember in high school, with the Accutane, it became like kind of pretty popular. Do you ever hear of Accutane? Yeah. And on the packaging of the Accutane, I took it twice. For those of you who don't know, I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on the pod, but I had cystic acne. We're talking boils on the face. And yeah. on the Accutane package, it would show you like if you got pregnant, your baby would basically like have a deformed head and um, be some sort of autistic or whatever it was. So, I don't what know why it, I what was up, it? But. What was it doing? What was it? I mean, obviously, it, it had good. But like, what was it doing to your body that it made oh it gosh. work? That it, also causes it dry. Yeah, like the baby deformities. It dries up everything in Every, your body. Yeah. So like your lips. Like I remember, I was playing te- a lot of tennis at the time. I couldn't hold a racket because I would have holes in my hand, my feet, anywhere that had some sort of more sensitive or softer skin. It was just like peeling. Like some of my, my eyebrows are peeling. Some like my earlobes is wild. I mean, it's a miracle drug and people nowadays still take it because yeah. it really does work. I mean, I took it two times, uh, two six month intervals, like a year and a half apart. But I don't know. That's actually a good question. But I imagine it's just like your body yeah. is trying to figure out what's going on in it that it just wouldn't make sense to have a, a child at that particular point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Priorities. Yeah. <laughs> do, um, don't mean to get personal, but do you want a kid at any point? No, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. Is there a specific reason? Did you at any point in time uh, want one or no? No, I'm very squeamish. Like I pass out very easily from everything. And uh, the I, 
I just don't like when my friends are pregnant, like I'm very happy for them, whatever. But like then they tell me about things that are happening like in their bodies. And I'm like, no, nah, I'm good on that. Like it freaks me out to like, I don't know. Like I, I just I don't have a desire. Well, what happens if you didn't have the pregnancy thing and you had like an uh, like jumped like that? Well, like the pregnancy, like giving like getting it out of you part is yeah. like Squeam hor- squeamish, right, horrifying right, 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 right. to me. Um, <laughs> like just kill me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, so yeah, like, and then I don't, I'm good. Like I, I like the cat, you know what I mean? Like I did the yeah, cat. You don't have to explain yourself too much. I get it. And a lot of people don't want kids, but what's something that you say, um, you pass out. What's something that you've passed out from that would be like other people would be like, what, why'd you pass okay. out from that? So, um, during COVID when the vaccines came out, uh, I went to the Javits Center to get my vaccine. And oh, so you were like one of the first, maybe. I definitely like jumped the line. Remember you had to like, there was like a whole line and stuff. And I was like, no, I want it now. Because I was so sick of like the, I was just done. Yeah. you like ready to get outside. Yeah. And then I had like some of my stupid friends that'd be like, oh, it's my good. I was shut up. And I, I was like, you have to do it. Like everybody has to do it. Like we're opening the city. Like I'm done, you know? And so, but I went and I saw that, you know, it's just like all cement everywhere. And so I was like, I should probably tell you, like, I pass out when I get shots. You tell the person who's about to jab you? I told them, like, the when, I, like, when I checked in. Center. Well, because I was like, I didn't want to, like, pass out and then have, like, a video go viral. And then they'd be <laughs> like, oh, yeah, see, the vaccine kills kills you, you know, or whatever. Um, so, but what they did is, like, they brought you into, like, what I called Club Javits. And it was like a white tent with like a bed. Yeah. And you got your own EMT and then like, and then they stab you with a thing and then you feel really stupid for, you know, having to be such a big production, but also at the time we thought it was great, but yeah. Also like, yeah, like I got the second time I went, I got extremely, I almost passed out cause it was like a new nurse or something. Like literally they said it's her first time. She, and I was like, don't, I Who why do I have to hear yeah. that. What? Too much and then she went so slow that I was like, well, Game over. If I get blood drawn, though, I always, no matter what, even like when I think I can be an adult and like really focus and whatever, like I just. Well, needles, I, I think, are tough, though, for a lot of people, even myself. Yeah. Nobody likes needles. I one time almost made myself pass out at the at, at the sports bar that I go to during a very crowded football game. And I turned to my friend Celia and I was like, yeah, my like, I need you to like help me right now because I was about to go down because I was reading. It was like when I had allergies, but only one of my like nostrils was running and I was like that's got to be because of something and then the first thing that popped up and this like I don't know why I do this like during like this is my ADD or whatever like I'm just like I'm watching a football game but I'm like huh I wonder what this is and then the first thing that came up was a spinal fluid leak or something and then I started reading about what that was and like at the bar you were doing this yeah and I I did this all this is why I need a chaperone for all things. Like, why was I allowed? Like, why did I allow myself to? Because then I said, and I knew, and like, I just, in like my brain, it's like psychosomatic, you know? So I'm like, I just like started thinking about like spinal fluid. Like, I don't know. And like, I literally, like I'm starting to get like woozy now, even just like thinking. Yeah. About we don't have, we don't have to discuss it any further. Kate, this is, <laughs> this has been a great episode. Thank you for being an open book. We really appreciate it. Uh, before we get out of here, we're going to pop up your Instagram. Let us know where we can find you. And if you've got uh, anything exciting on the comedy front, podcast front, modeling front, whatever, go ahead, plug yourself, please. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Scotch the Cat because I didn't know it was going to be an important professional tool. <laughs> <when> <laughs> I got it. The cat's cute. 
Um, so yeah, you can find me there. I post shows. I'm doing a bunch of shows. Uh, you know, this the next coming months, Love and uh, I'm getting better at. Po- I should say I'm getting better at posting my shows. Mm-hmm. It's a goal. Um, and yeah, and I guess uh, my sports podcast starts again on Tuesdays. So, which is called? It used to be called Unforced Airs, but they had changed it. I don't know what they're calling it now. You know, uh, I'm going to call it unforced air. I love it. Unforced air is a big term in tennis. I'm not sure if you're familiar. I do. Yeah. yeah. I adapted it for, for ours. Love it. Well, we'd love to see it. Kate, thanks so much for coming Thank on the you, pod. Ted. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Peace.